Welcome to the Circle 31 Podcast. I'm your host, Ayana Robinson-Dixon, and this is The Love Series. My guests today are Pastor Daryl and Dr. Tanya Bonner. And in our conversation, the Bonners share with us um, the highs and lows that they've gone through together as a couple, uh, serving together in ministry, raising a blended family, navigating through a, a serious illness, uh, so many things that they, they share with us that is going to help us to apply the wisdom that they share. What I also enjoyed about this conversation is that the Bonners showed us what it meant to not only love each other after 28 years, but to like each other. Now, here's my conversation with Pastor Daryl and Dr. Tanya Bonner. Well, I can start first. I am Tanya Bonner, um, military brat at birth. I guess, right? How far back I start? Daughter of pastors, um, the third child out of five children, Let's see. So we've traveled quite a bit during my youth. Then we settled in Fayetteville, North Carolina, um, right there near Fort Bragg, the um, Army base. Ended up going to college, Appalachian State in Boone, North Carolina. Um, Received my Bachelor of Science degree in chemistry. Later on, down through the years after getting married, having children, I went back and got my master's degree from UNC Pembroke. then went on a few more years and got my doctorate degree from Liberty University. I must say, you know how people say that they've been in church all their lives? <laughs> I I have. So all I know is church. Like Sunday coming, if I'm not going to church, something is definitely wrong. And um, I just remember being a little girl going to church, my parents taking us, my sisters and I sang, um, my father after he retired from the military, he became a full-time pastor. So we continue to sing. Um, as a matter of fact, being in church so much, that's where I met my husband. We were singing in the choir at Lewis Chapel um, Missionary Baptist Church in Fayetteville, North Carolina. So we met in Sunday school class, all of that together. Um, then we, like I said, just being in church and The one thing I knew and I would always share with him, I remember praying for a spouse. I just wanted a husband that would love me um, and love the Lord. And I always felt like if he loved the Lord, he would definitely love me. And um, we have five children. I don't know if I'm supposed to go into all that. (laughs) They're adult children. Um, So we have five adult children. Tanisha, Hope, Daryl, Daryl Jr., and Quentin, nine grandchildren, Jaytonio, Jaden, Jamari, Joshua, Lyric, Damari, Leah, little Quentin, and Joy, ranging from the ages of Joy, the youngest, being a year old next month, to our oldest grandson, who's graduating from high school this year, who is 17 years old. Yes, we're super excited. Yes. Um, then we have some a son in love and a daughter in love. So we're really excited about having them in our family. And um, I I guess I'll save the rest for when we're talking about the other items because the rest of our lives, I think, will show up in there. Okay, that sounds great. Okay. All right. Well, uh, my name is Daryl Bonner. I'm Associate Pastor at Morningstar Baptist Church. 
uh, here in Massachusetts, and uh, I guess you could say bivocational. I'm also a sales manager with Pepsi. Uh, all in the drink industry uh, with Pepsi. It's been about uh, close to 30 years or so in and out. Um, I'm born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. Totally opposite of my wife. Totally opposite. I didn't, I wasn't reared in the church, though my grandfather was a preacher and he was indeed my role model. Um, still, I always had options. I could go in if I wanted to and I could stay home and uh, the older I got, the more I wanted to stay at home. Uh, so that that's how that was. Um, born and raised again in Chicago and lived all over the city. Uh, matter of fact, by the time I was 16, we lived in about 22 different places. Wow. Uh, so um, bless my mom's heart. Um, we just we, we moved like that a lot. Uh, single parent, a uh, couple brothers and a sister. Uh, I joined the Navy right after high school as a way out of Chicago. Uh, so it was, gangs were really flaring up at that time and I was afraid for my brothers uh, coming behind me. So joined the Navy, uh, wound up in um, Norfolk, Virginia, sent back for my family. And um, so that's, that's that part of life. Uh, there are two I do's that I'm really excited about in life. Uh, the first I do, I do, and it's a did, but it's a do, if you will, uh, accept the Lord Jesus Christ. So I do to his will. The second one I do to this lady here. Uh, so that's uh, that. That's, that's my claim to fame. Uh, she told you all about the grandchildren. We love them. Um, speak to them probably about three to four times. The oldest and the youngest, they have gotten to a point now to call us. FaceTime us about three or four times a week. So, and that's, that's who we are. That is awesome. So Pastor Daryl and Dr. Tanya, I just want to right now welcome you to the Circle 31 podcast. We're so happy to have you. Glad to be here. Now, in your introduction, you've let our listeners know you, just listening to you both, you have a full life, both yes. individually and together. There's just so much richness there, fullness. And I really would love our listeners to glean from your wisdom as we talk about marriage. And more specifically, I would like us to talk for a little bit about marriage and ministry. I know we have some of our listeners that are are married and are in ministry together, or they may be about to enter into a relationship where they're having to balance their relationship and also their you know work of the ministry so I would love for you both just to talk to us about that how do you balance marriage and ministry all right um well first thing remembering that what the scripture says what God has joined together let no man put us under uh so that means even in the ministry that we have to understand that this ministry starts here first uh and uh, most importantly, everything that we preach and teach about, it needs to be authentic right here. Yes. Uh, so when you're talking about balancing, uh, there are no secrets. Uh, you know, what I know, because I, I can't carry all that weight, she can't carry all that weight, so we have to talk about things in the ministry. Mm -hmm. uh, and when it comes to the marriage, uh, a balance is 
got to have some breaks too. Say uh, that again, Pastor. You, you have to have some <laughs> breaks uh, because that's a lot. The load gets heavy. It gets heavy. Uh, and people can say what they want, but uh, you can't carry all of that around. So you need to take the breaks. Mm -hmm. Always take the breaks. I can't say that enough. So true. Um, so you, you have anything there? Well, I when we were reviewing, talking about ministry and marriage, and one thing we believe, we're disciples, right? We're disciples of Christ first. So even if we're not having the titles pastor, yeah. um, minister, whatever the case, um, before all of that, we're just ambassadors of the kingdom of God. So everything we do is ministry. And uh, one thing that I, well, what I do for a living, I guess, is... Um, I'm, a, I'm an assistant principal at the local high school here, and um, I've been in education for over 20 years, and everything I'm a part of in education, because we see it as ministry, his job, my job, he's there with me for even those events. Um, we ran in here tonight because we just came home from a basketball yes. game, <laughs> and that's ministry for students to see a husband and wife, a man and woman hanging out together, supporting one another, you know, laughing with those young people is high schoolers. Yes. Um, and just seeing real love, right? Yeah. You know, when we go to church and I'm not, that is our ministry, but most of the folks who are in church, most of them, you know, they're there because they already know the way. They've they've already accepted Christ. Yeah. But now it's time to venture out and, and go into the highways and byways. And we take our jobs that way. I remember going to the Christmas party at my husband's company with him. We see that as ministry. So, you know, we don't have and never really had that mentality that we put life on the back burner so we can do ministry. That's good. Ministry has to exist with all of what God has called us to do. That's so um, that's how we balance it. And my husband's saying take breaks. So it's already established um, when we make our plans, this is what's happening this month, the next month, you know. Um, of course, things have changed now that we're empty nesters. And I had to get used to that. Okay. Uh, okay. I had to really get used to that because I was one of those. Um, we remember taking our youngest off to college, and the um, who was it? The commander, because he went to the U.S. Naval Academy. They showed a helicopter landing, and I remember sitting in that audience with a bunch of other mothers, looking like if we weren't flying helicopters, you all wouldn't even have any cadets, any midshipmen. You know, if we weren't flying our helicopters, there wouldn't be any boys and girls good enough to get into your program. Then we calmed down, <laughs> you know, so it all after, you know, the children, because that was ministry. Yeah. That was just as much, just as important as getting up and preaching and going and doing a women's conference, raising our children. So I, it, for us, it's just our life. It's, this is what we do. This is what we do. This is who we are. That's awesome. I would love for us to talk about, or for you, for us to hear you talk about, because you're, you're telling us that it's just, this is life for you, you know? And I think... Mentioning the breaks, mentioning raising your children, that being your first ministry, some of us may need to hear a bit more about how to set boundaries 
so that, you know, there's healthy boundaries around our marriage, our family. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Well, when you say boundaries, first thing you need to do, sit down and talk. Yeah. Some people think about, well, I thought you were going to do this. I thought you would do that. No, we need to speak about what we're going to do. <laughs> Some simple things. Um, if there's an outsider um, wanting us to uh, get a little bit too personable, personable, personal with each one of us, um, bring that home and let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, because it doesn't take but that much for someone to sneak in. Yes, true. Uh, simple things when we leave home, uh, we hang up the phone. Love you. Mm-hmm. You know, when those things start missing, you know, you, you know something might just be off. It's it's off just a little bit. So. We want to talk about those things and uh, always remain open and, and talk about it. Well, I, I didn't feel good about something when someone said such and such to me. So that way we're shutting the door on the enemy because he's real. He's real. And some other boundaries that um, we said is when people call us, you know, what time of the night are we going to so accept phone calls? Down. Yeah. That's good. Um, and I know pastoring is 24-7. Yeah. 20, it is. And it yeah. is. You never know when you're going to get a call. Um, but it's okay because people, so you'll know if someone is calling us at this time, then it must be an emergency. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because we that's not us. We don't practice that late night. We don't, um, even how long we're going to be out, if I'm having something with the women's group or something like that, there are boundaries about time we come home. How late, if it's a certain time at night, whether I'm going out, you know, well, I'm not going to go out by myself because those are just the boundaries we set. Um, you hear people start talking about when it gets around Christmas time and shopping, don't do certain things. Well, I already know I wouldn't do that because that's a boundary that's mm-hmm. already set in our um, in our yeah. marriage, in our relationship. Yeah. And even with family, um, it's it's tough sometimes, you know, you, you want to satisfy everyone, which is almost impossible. So we, you know, they know. Mm-hmm. Well, let me talk to Tanya about it first before we make a decision on this. Mm-hmm. Let me talk to Daryl about it. And that's our boundary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how long have you been married? 28 whole years. <laughs> 28 whole years. So in those 28 years... I know, I mean, it's obvious in talking to you two, you guys know each other very well. So for those who are listening to you, how do you, what advice can you give like the new couples listening, those who might be engaged, about to be married, those who maybe have been married a few years in working together as a team, as a married couple, knowing each other, understanding each other's strengths and weaknesses. Can you talk to us about that? Um a plaque hanging in the house, and it says, a perfect marriage is two imperfect people who won't give up on each other. Mm, that's good. In a nutshell, that is it right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, understanding that that we're not perfect, uh, understand there are going to be days that I get on her reserve nerve, uh, <laughs> right. and understanding also that there are days that there's some space that's needed. Yeah. Um, and, and given that space, yeah. uh, can't tell you whoever's listening that every day is perfect. If someone tells you that, 
It is a lie straight from hell. <laughs> straight from hell. It's and it's not even perfect when you hit 28 years. I can't talk above that because we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. And as you learn each other, you learn what's important. What's is it worth an argument? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm getting to the point now, I'm at age now that sleep is a little bit more important now than it was then. <laughs> right. So guys, yes. Yes, dear. Yes. I just did a what he says. Um, we have a unique family. Um, there is a nine year age difference between my husband and I. And eight and a half. Okay. Eight, eight and, and a half. half. <laughs> and um, when we got married, we like to say it like this. He had his. I had mine. Then we had ours and we adopted theirs. Oh, wow. So our five children um, is definitely blended. And so um, understanding weaknesses and strength. My husband, by nature, is a nurturer. Mm-hmm. He is the kindest man that walks this earth. And I tell him that because he is. He's so nice to me. I love it. No. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And it's so hard sometimes, like when I do get on his reserve nerves and he has to put me in my place, I actually feel like sometimes, oh, you can't be mean to me for real. But <laughs> he's like, oh, but I can. Mm-hmm. But um, in saying all of that, even with the children, you know, um, it wasn't ever a thing about the income, who's making the most money. It was never that discussion. It was, this is our money. This is what we're doing. Who has the freedom? Whose job is is a little more flexible so that we can make the children's appointments? It wasn't, well, you're the wife. You have to go to the appointments. um, It's the sports and the game, so I'll be there, even though he was. I don't think he missed any of our children's activities when it came down to those types of things. it was always just the flexibility. He worked um, a, a job for many years with our children where, of course, I was in the school system, so I was going to be off anyways with them. So he flexed his vacations around that time. So it's just a team effort. There is nothing that and I would guess people get married now more so than even then. There's not a tradition of, well, because you're the woman or because you're the man, you have to do X, Y, Z. You build on each other's strengths and and then compensate and make up for one another weaknesses. So wherever he's weak, that's where the Lord is using me to fill in and vice versa. So when you see us, we are two whole people in a whole relationship, making a whole marriage. And I think that's what's important. Because two halves don't make a hole in a marriage. It two halves do not make a hole in a marriage. That is so true. That's oh right. My goodness. So just um working together. Um mm-hmm. and I love to hear my sister tell us all the time, Team Bonner, that that's who we are. And and I am going to have to say this because I don't know that there was anyone who really taught us or shared it with us, but I would love to say to people and say to women, there something happens when that last child is grown and moves on. Um, It's, you know, and maybe it's not every woman because I know for us, 
again, my husband did most of the ball games. We would do the parties, you know, the birthday parties for the kids at the school. But my husband would head that up. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, he was the PTA president. And I'm saying all of that because even though he did that, I was still mom. So when those kids were grown and gone, I felt that emptiness. Mm. And, um, and we really have had to minister to each other. We now talk about redefining boundaries, right? Redefining what our lives look like. We get excited about the whole fact that, oh, all we have to worry about is us. What you want to do? You know, yeah. it's just, it's different because when you have kids, you know, they're all like, well, we do blah, blah, blah. And you're, you're trying to navigate and juggle all those personalities. But now it's just, it's just us. What are we going to do? You know, and being I left the school system for a couple of years and now I'm back. And so I'm like, oh, babe, I have a spring break. What are we going to do? You know, what are we doing for a spring? Where are we going? You know, yeah. where are we traveling to in the midst of still doing ministry and being available for Sunday morning, teaching the way the Lord is calling us to teach within the church um, and doing all of those things, which is. You know, some of those things include our rise to church, having that opportunity to talk is, I don't know, it's just fun and exciting growing old. That is beautiful. Now, 28 years together, please share with us how you appreciate each other. There's someone listening now that maybe they're just kind of falling into a slump. Maybe they're just taking their spouse for granted. Help those of us who have not yet reached 20, year 28. How do we appreciate our spouses? I believe appreciation looked like things, um, sending a text message, you know, as random as it is when the Girl Scout cookies were delivered, taking a picture and sending, hey, coming to a house near you and sending that picture or just, I'm just thinking about you. Hope your day is going well. That, you know, just, Constant reminders and literally saying, man, I really thank you for thinking about that. I would have missed that. You know, um, it goes a long ways. Um, over the years, I've learned how important touch is. Mm -hmm. Just that hand on his leg, you know. <laughs> yes. It's too much. But, you know, yes. just yes. it's those small things that... Um, let them know that we appreciate them and, and doing those things. And when, especially when you're running, right? You're constantly running and just finding that time to do something as simple as maybe hang a shirt up. I don't know, pick something up for once or I don't know, just doing something maybe even out of the ordinary, but it's going to be of help or service to the other. That's really good. And, you know, just some things that I'll, I pray that the Lord will always give me a strong mind that I won't ever let go of, like just appreciate and I let her know her beauty, you know, yeah. he says that. from the beginning of time with us together till today, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, again, the touch also, I, I have to say that uh, I'll just a compliment when we're doing things. If you see it's getting a little bit too heavy for me, she steps in, mm. you know, to help right there. Um, you know, sitting down at the table eating dinner, you know, just being able to talk. Cause I, I'm the guy I can't stand eating alone. Oh, I, you know, 
it might, might be your thing, but for me, you know, I like to sit with this lady and, and you know, appreciate the conversations that we have. That's I appreciate the drives we have, whether it's long distance, when we're traveling on a plane, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we get get on and just kind of see the world, see the people and um, that's it, you know, and uh, I appreciate that whenever there's a first that we're doing it together. Uh, so. Yeah. And he mentioned flying. I think the last time I flew, I was by myself. And I mean, I have to tell the truth. When we're flying together, you know, we disagree. We have the craziest <laughs> disagreements. But when I was flying alone, I did have to tell him I really appreciate it when he's with me because he helps relaxes me. I get very anxious about delays and all that just works on me in a really crazy way that I really, I've just had to plead the blood. I'm very serious because it's really hard for me sometimes. But I told him this last time I was trying, I said, I really miss you. Um, and I really appreciate it when you're traveling with me to help keep me calm. So just saying it a lot of times. Yeah. And then there's, there's one more thing. Um, we don't just talk it, but um, we hit the prayer closet together. Yeah. And that is something I really appreciate because where scripture tells us where there's two or more gathered, touching and agreeing. Yes. And what more than spouses? Yeah. You know, so we know about each other. You know, there, there's nothing that can come up. Oh, you lying about that. No, we're talking to God directly. That's right. And it's the three of us, me, you, and God. Yep. That is, that is beautiful. So I was going to ask next about your constants in marriage and ministry, but in, in listening to you both speak, it's evident that your love for God, your love for each other, um, you keep both the relationship with God, you're keeping that in constant, you know, that's constantly being developed. Even though you've been together for 28 years, you don't take it for granted. You're still touching each other. I mean, y'all still, I mean, I'm looking at the chemistry right now, our audience are listening, but I'm seeing the body language. So if everything is still, it's just appreciating each other every day. So thank you for sharing that with us who are, you know, coming up, we're one day looking for those 28 years. We know these are the things that we have to keep mm -hmm. going. We can't yes. take those things for granted. Yes. You did mention that you have a blended family. Would you mind sharing with those listeners that are maybe newly, a newly blended family on some, maybe some tips or some wisdom you can share with us on managing a blended family? Oh, most definitely. But before I do that, can I say one thing? I, yes. I just thought a, a lesson that we were taught uh, years and years ago, and I guess this can tie in. Uh, it's a triangle. Imagine a triangle. Mm -hmm. And at the very bottom of the triangle, uh, in this case, there's Tanya, there's me on the other side. And at the tip of the triangle, there's Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the more I'm trying to get closer to Jesus and the more she's trying to get closer, we're coming closer together. Yes. And that's just wanted to share that. No, now back good. to the blended family. Yeah. Oh my God. So it takes a lot of that <laughs> getting close to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, because you can overcompensate yes. trying to please that one that's not biologically yours mm -hmm. and then miss out on yours. That's right. Oh, wow. So uh, it comes back, it even goes back to a question you ask about boundaries. So we have to set boundaries with all of them. So this is how this family is going to function. It's the nucleus, and this is what we're going to do, mm -hmm. right? There's nobody any better than anyone. Uh, there are some differences because there's age differences. Uh, so 
you're going to see some things happen here that you won't have because you're not old enough yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just kind of have to talk about it. Um, I remember one time we were in Atlanta. We were all in the car and uh, all of them decided to cut up this day. Mm-hmm. All of them. Oh, and we it started, we were down by Ebenezer Baptist Church mm-hmm. touring Martin Luther King. Yeah. Peace now, peace. Remember I said peace. And I don't know which one of them said something and, and I had to get with her right there. Ow, you know, okay, this, we're not going to do this. Yeah. And here comes the second one. Ow, about an hour later, one says something about to walk out the hotel door. And I think, right, the door's about that much. You all can't see what I'm showing her, but the door's about that far from closing. I snatched her back in, <laughs> you know, and just, and the youngest one, barely able to move about. He, like Michael Jackson in the Jackson movie. He's just running around inside the van from me, you know. Wow. I'm like, oh, what is with what, what our kids? You know, and <laughs> proud to say this, um, that if we didn't tell you who was who in our family, right. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Oh, that's that's beautiful. And I know that's because the love that we show each one of them, for one thing. Mm-hmm. And you got to trust God. Yes. Got to got to trust God because you will find yourself fighting as husband and wife. That's right. Because of those children. Oh. And especially in a blended family. Mm-hmm. And in a blended family, also, here's another boundary. We talked about shutting family out. Mm-hmm. You have to. We would have dinner. And the phone would ring. That was back in the day that you actually had a phone on the wall. Yes. Uh, the phone would ring and they would all just look like, no, no, no. We're not letting, this is our time. Yeah. Yeah. So we're learning all the time from the beginning to the end. We're, we're learning about each other. We're, we're setting, uh, we're establishing something here. We're doing something. Uh, at nighttime, they knew nothing else. We'd have family nights with them. Mm-hmm. So it was always something to try to build the family and also not tear us up at the same time because outsiders, when I say outsiders, it could be her family, could be my family, could be a cousin, could be a best friend, would try to tell you what you need to do with the other child. Yeah. Yep. No, no. That's good. Um, One thing, raising the family together, and I recall we had our this is our house this is what you do at our in our house our children this is what you do when you have company you need to let them know this is our house this is what we do a couple of times we just had to send folks home because this is our house and this is what we do um so we're not gonna let our children do it here you're not gonna do it here that's right and um so we did have one who lived with his biological parent so when he would come to our home it didn't matter what you did there in our home this is what you do that's it our children became past the age of 18 but if you were still living with us this home has not changed this home is not age dependent is role dependent. Oh, that's good. So we're the parents and you're the children. So if you're in our home and it's Sunday morning, we're all going to church. Everybody going. Everybody. We do not leave our house and you still up in bed. No, that we just, and that was never a rule and it never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it blows my mind now as an administrator listening to students talk about what's going on or parents coming in. I'm just looking like Jesus. Oh Lord, I'll be praying for them mm-hmm. because I, it, it was tough conversations, but it was, you know, what my husband and I, we had decided this is the way things were going to be. Um, and of course, children would question, well, so-and-so's family can do that. You know, we would remind them. Yeah. And so-and-so has to work. None of our children, that was a requirement. We never required them to work. Our goal, our thing to them was your job is school. Yes. If you can go to school and do well, we will give you your heart's desire as long as it's within reason. Mm-hmm. And that was with five children. Um, we sacrificed ourselves so that they could have, you know. Um, and another thing that we wanted to make certain is with our town meeting, family meetings, we had them on a regular basis. It wasn't when a conflict arise that we wanted to pull them together. We met, well, first of all, we ate dinner. Like, so that was a constant when they were children. We didn't, you didn't sit in front of the TV or took take the food to your room. We all came to the table and sat down and ate dinner together. We celebrated birthdays, um, all of them. We did extravagant things for them. My husband would send flowers. And I already mentioned that he would do birthday parties at the school and have catered lunches for them. We just try to give them the best. And their role and their responsibility was just to go to school. And again, I'm saying that because when you have a blended family, whatever was before was before. But as soon as that family blends, it's no longer what you knew because that's not where we are anymore. When it was just dad and you are me and my children or whatever, that was that was how we were living then. Now is me, dad, and the others. And we gave names, you know, um, it was all like, well, what are you gonna call? What what would they call you? Um, I believe everyone called dad dad. But I was mommy tying to a couple. Okay. <laughs> you know, because we wanted them to be comfortable, mm-hmm. but there would be some way of recognizing the roles again. So it was very clear who was mom and dad, who was in charge, mm-hmm. and these are the children. Um, and discipline. Yes. Uh, discipline, you have to. Yes. You have to set boundaries and, and discipline. When something happens, um, I don't care which one it is, you know, you figure that out as it works for your family. Um, but discipline has to be there, whether it was your biological child or her biological child, this one has have to be there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I guess I was just off the chain. I don't know. And kids tell me like, well, you can't come in my room. I really. So, you know, <laughs> you heard the stories, but I took the hinges off to yes. the door. Wow, I did that. <laughs> you know, they would say things like, you know, um, mine, mine, mine. No, no, it's not yours, yours, yours. We're family. And I remember one of the things that we, we had a couple of them that were fighters also. Mm-hmm. Or they would get in trouble over here. And, I, you know, I like to share with my family. They will all tell you now, all five kids, no one can make you do anything but you. And that was something that I shared with them because when they were coming, well, he did this and she did that. And uh, doesn't work that way. And the last thing that I want to say is when you're 
talking about the blended family. What happens in the home stays in the home. Mm, now, that's good. I know it's some crazy, you know, we, we didn't beat our kids and, you know, send them to the hospital and all that stuff. That's a whole different story. But if, if there's something that happened, I would tell my children, look, if you're going to fuss and fight with each other, we do it here in the house. Mm-hmm. Yes. You get outside and you fuss and fight with each other. Now you got to deal with me. There you go. That's good. So. And I, my husband just really shared what I was thinking. You know, messy parents breed messy children, whether they're biological or mixed family. Yes. You know, I, I do. I look at our children and I'm extremely grateful. I thank God. Like during our prayer time, there's a lot of time spent on thanking God for our saved children. Not perfect. But at least they know the Lord and at least they acknowledge him. And that's a blessing to us. And the only thing I can say was the consistency they had to see in us as parents. And so that's the other thing I will share with people. Be consistent. Don't be wishy-washy with your children because you're just going to breed that wishy-washiness in them. Um, And just, you know, those things that you're struggling with as an, an adult Remember the love, the mercy, the chastisement that God gives you. Mm-hmm. And it helps in parenting um, because we know that the Lord responds to us in the way he responds because of his love for us. Yes. And just remembering that too. Um, and even with a blended family, you may not have given birth. You may not have given the seed for that child. However, You've got to love that child even when they don't deserve it Um, and look beyond their faults and see their needs like God does us. And so many times that was the example that we would use um, is how good God has been to us to be able to interact and be there for the children. And if you're talking about a blended family, just the same scripture inside of the marriage vows is for the whole family. Mm-hmm. What God has joined together, yes. because it was you and your child, it's me and my child. What God has joined together, let no man put us under. And you have to remember that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because you're now a unit. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's, That's so right. good. You both have dropped countless gems. I mean, so many. And I, I know that it's going to be a blessing to those who are listening right now those who are trying to navigate that space. So thank you so much for being transparent and sharing that. And as we wrap up our time together, could you touch a little bit on how to navigate life's challenges together as a couple? I'm going to start and I'm going to have my husband finish up. So navigating life challenges through 28 years, five children, nine grandchildren later, Um, we could speak about a child being arrested and going to prison while they were still our dependent. We could talk about a child, and I'm talking about just navigating challenges. Mm -hmm. We could discuss um, a child doing excellent in school, going to the School of Math and Science right there in Durham, North Carolina, and getting pregnant senior year. You know, navigating that, we could talk about... um, adult life now and a child going through divorce and having 
three children and being a single parent, we could talk about navigating that life challenge. Our son um, getting accepted to the Naval Academy and then having a physical altercation and never ever had any type of problems in school. Just countless, and you know the list could go on, sickness, having to rush kids to the hospital, different things. And then um, I, what we will talk about is something more recently. Yeah, oh God, yeah. Talk about finances and children having needs and husband losing the job, you know, gosh, yeah. there was so much. Um, when it was time to buy a house, just so many things we could really, really talk about because everything, and I tell folks, whatever the situation was, is name it. And we could more than likely speak to it. And it, and it's okay. And simply say it is well, um, because what my husband's already said, well, God has joined together. Let no man put us under. If God be for us, who can be against us? Greater is he that's within us than he that's in the world. We could just keep going on and on <laughs> to talk about how we stood the test of time because we stood on that rock and that rock is Jesus, right? We could go on and on. And then there was the pandemic, right? that everyone, we moved up here to Massachusetts, um, the early part. Of, the last plane landed. Yes. For COVID. Wow. I was, was on it. I was on it going back home because I was going to drive back. My husband and I were driving back to make our final trip for him to come up here, start his new job. And I remember going home thinking, oh my goodness, I don't know if I'm gonna make it all. They're canceling all these flights. When I finally got on the plane out of DC to go to North Carolina, it was just myself and one other lady. So there's COVID. Mm -hmm. And then right there in the midst of COVID, I've been working on my job maybe four months. My husband came, started working on his job. He started working right when everything starts shutting down. That right there is a praise report, but we're not gonna stop there. We're going to go all the way into, I'm trying to think, about mid-August of 2020. So we're in the midst of COVID. And um, that was, for everyone, uh, 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 managing and juggling. And then my husband was diagnosed with lymphoma. Mm. So here we are, all the way up here. We have no friends, right? Um, we are fellowshipping with the church, um, but we don't know them like, you know, we knew the people back home, yeah. um, all of our, it's just us, mm -hmm. you know, travel is really scarce. Um, he's having to do chemo and radiation. So he's not working. And, um, here we are in a new place and mm. lymphoma. And, um, and I think all the things I shared going into this, that's what we had to pray and speak over our lives. Yes. I was in a very stressful job when I, I literally, and I'm going to apologize to my husband again, when I look back at the, cause I, I wasn't there. I wasn't there the way I should have been, especially being that we were here together mm -hmm. and all we had was each other. Mm -hmm. um, I remember his first appointment for chemo. I dropped him off. And, and, I knew I needed to be back there. Something happened at work. He ended up leaving the hospital walking after his first treatment to a Burger King that was probably about a mile away and sitting there and having to wait for me to get there. And I, to this day, still apologize for that 
it was a tough time. Uh-huh. And again, I just started the job. So, you know, you're trying to do all right, you know? Uh-huh. So it was a very tough time. Needless to say, we prayed. He had dinner ready every day. <laughs> She's just, you know, such a blessing, but, um, we we managed it with prayer and looking back at all the things God had already done, you know, and and travailing in, in prayer, you know, just crying out to the Lord. Here we are. And we know you didn't bring us this far to leave us. Yes. In the words of Bishop Paul Morton, we're still standing. Still standing. Yes, we're still holding on. And um, you know, challenges. Life just presents storms. And just like it happens in a natural sense, uh, a marriage can get hit just like that. Yeah. Uh, deaths in the family, mm-hmm. uh, again, divorces and, mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, we've, we've seen all of that. Yeah. Um, and thank God uh, we've pastored the church together. We had folk come in, folk go out, that they talk about you. You know they're talking about you, and they come right back. And uh, if there's any ministers listening, you, you get to wonder sometimes, like, uh, you know, people come and go, why is the folks that mess with you most won't leave? <laughs> they won't leave. But no, just kidding. <laughs> you know, they're there to make you stronger. That's what they're there for. That's but, what it is. <laughs> anyway, you know, so we, we, we had those challenges, you know, and um, which way will we turn? You know, we were coming here uh, praying and really seeking the Lord's face on uh, which way the church was going to turn and who would we turn it over to. Uh, so it's just so many things and uh, that we've been through. And, and I'm pretty sure uh, it's not over, um, especially because we've made up our minds that together as individuals, but as together that we're going to continue to follow Christ. And you know what? The word tells us that I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed. Yes. And then he did say, if the enemy comes in, he says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, he will lift up a standard again. So we know this is not over yet, but we also know that we win. So no matter what the challenge, what the storm, what season it is, because it's a season. If Jesus was challenged, I know we were going to be challenged. Yes. Right. And so what we do, we just continue to keep the Lord's name lifted and hold on to one another. And that's the cool thing about being married, that you you got someone to lean on. Amen. I mean, lean on. And I'm going to, I, I got to throw this in there because life presents challenges and everyone just have to find what is your way? Mm-hmm. What is What is it that helps you get through. And I'm saying that because we know we're going to pray, right? Mm-hmm. We know we're going to read our Bible. Mo- you know, most of us anyways, what's, what are the practical things still examine who you are as a person, you know, because sometimes when things are on my mind and this is going back to knowing each other's strengths and weaknesses, when things are on my mind, I, I get quiet. Mm-hmm. I get, you know, I'm not very hyper, are active. Needless, what I love about my husband, he's even. Okay. If 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 he's laughing today, he's gonna be laughing tomorrow, and I don't care what's going on. He was preaching to folks while he was going through chemo, while mm-hmm. he was losing hair. Wow. He was ministering mm-hmm. and encouraging people, and it's like so. 
And I love that, right? So he he is that person that's going to take, honey, just shout your way through it. I know me as a person. I'm shouting my way through it, but my shout might look a little different, yeah, you yeah. know, but do know that I'm still choosing Christ. And I'm saying that because, like I said, some people sometimes they'll see other folks without, you know, they'll see people in church or somewhere and they may feel like they're missing it because of a challenge or a situation that may be going on in their life. And I want to just encourage people, men and women, know yourself, know who you are so people can't rattle you because life is going to present challenges. It's going to get tough. What the Bible says is trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. Ain't saying nothing about you had to impress people. That's it. You have to do what they say look right. He said, trust in the Lord. And I, I just want to encourage people with that. Just as long as you can get up and say, I still choose Christ. You might have tears in your eyes. You may have scars to show the challenges you are facing. You may have people who walked out of your life. But as long as you get up, can get up and say, I still choose Christ. Lean and depend on him to pull you through whatever that thing is. And just make up your mind. You know, again, back to the vows mm-hmm. in sickness and in health, mm-hmm. broke, busted, disgusted, <laughs> whatever the case is, hang in there. And remember, there's no other household like your household. That's right. right. Guys, if you do the cooking, don't let nobody else, you know, you hear about, well, she's cooking better. Don't worry about that. You do your thing. That's right. Who does the budget? Find out who's better with the money. Mm-hmm. You know, so so there's certain challenges you won't have to have because you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Amen. That is <laughs> so good. Oh my goodness! Again, nuggets and gems. It's uh, we're at the end of our program, yes. but before we end, I would love for you to share with us the significance of two scriptures: Psalm twenty-seven, thirteen and fourteen, and then Philippians four six. And we'll end. We'll end with that. Okay. Amen. So um, Psalm 27, King James Version 13 and 14. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Yes. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Um, That particular passage, we say that because we know when we pray, let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So in the land of the living, I know I got a mansion. I know I got a crown. I know I'm going to be wearing some white linen, but there's also a peace I get to enjoy on this side. Good God. And if it were not so, he wouldn't have told us so. And so we lean and we wait on the Lord. There are some times where we may want to jump up and do certain things, but we can hear that voice saying, no, be still, just wait, just wait. And i tell you, my husband and I, we, our testimony has been, and it tickles me because it has, it has been, here we are, we had the family and we couldn't tell folks, well, well, we prayed and, you know, fasted for a maid and I had my little treasure chest getting ready. No, we met one summer in, in what, 1994. And by that winter, before that winter, we were married. My good thing. Oh, we right. were married. Amen. Amen. And we've been running in marriage ever since then. Why? Because we would have fainted unless we seen the goodness of the Lord here on this side. And we just want to live 
by faith, believing that these two imperfect people through Jesus Christ are going to have, and we are having an excellent yes. marriage. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm finished. I'm finished. Unless you want All right. to. All right. And no, no. How? I'm, I'm just about ready to pass out right now. That was powerful. That was good. Mm. Amen. So in uh, Philippians, the fourth chapter and the sixth verse, it says, be careful. And some version says, be anxious for nothing. nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And he said something about challenges. We talked about challenges. But he said, and challenges is just another uh, thing. Okay. It's another everything. Mm -hmm. So when he says that everything, uh, what I get excited about is he means everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever. And, and I like to tell people this because we are so tuned to money and we're money driven, our, our, our culture and all. But whether I have one penny, it's in everything. I trust God. Lord, I, I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to be anxious to understand figure out how I'm going to pay this and pay that because we've been in those places. Mm -hmm. And later on in the scripture, it even talks about, uh, Paul talks about having and not having, but yet being content mm -hmm. and God supplying all of our needs. Mm -hmm. And if the dollar bill says in God, I trust that's in everything. So if there's one penny, I, I have to trust that God's going to make a way. Yes. Now I, I don't want to be one of those, uh, sad saints that I only pray when something's you know, and ask God to, to look out when things are going bad. I, I want to also ask God if there's a million dollars on the table. Now, Lord, that's also in everything. That's mm -hmm. a, yeah. Because I need to know that I don't want to go out there and make a fool of myself now. That's yes. right. With this everything. Yes. So that everything is, it is everything. So when the cancer came up, mm -hmm. Lord, my father-in-law taught me this. He said, God can't trust everybody to be sick. That's right. Ooh. He can't trust everybody to be sick. And that became real to me as I'm in the hospital because we're in COVID and nurses are quitting. They're, they're getting frustrated because they're working double shifts and all that. And I can see their faces. And I said, Lord, you trusted me with this. I didn't have time to complain because now I had to become the smile that they would see. That's right. Mm. What other people could normally do in the cancer center, we they said that normally folk would pay, the patients would play cards and all that, but now we're separated. Mm -hmm. So I, I take my little walk with my IV bottle to the refrigerator. Then they shut the refrigerator down on us the next time I came back. I said, oh, Lord, what's going on here? You don't want me to see anybody. So I'm like, okay, so... Everybody that would come by, I would just try to share something with them. Mm -hmm. It wasn't I, I was throwing a Bible at them. It was like, hey, how you doing? You know, look, you're doing a great job. Yeah. So that's in everything. When God puts people in your life, mm -hmm. when there's circumstances in your life, when the winds are blowing hard, the kids are cutting up, you don't understand your spouse at this time. He says, be careful, them, but by prayer and supplication. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. With Thanksgiving, with, yep. with Thanksgiving is necessary, which takes you to another portion of scripture and everything give thanks. Yeah. But this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. So yeah. it is important. Like, Lord, I'm going through this, but I'm not dead now. Amen. Right. You know, and I remember what I went through before you delivered me from that. It says, so with Thanksgiving, let my request know God can take anything we have. Yes. Anything we have. 
He'll take our everything, ball it up. And if you trust him, it's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. It's going to be all right. So this, this takes some faith, just like marriage. It takes faith because every single day, I guess I'm closing here. I'm so sorry the preacher turned all up on me. <laughs> every single day, you can figure out a reason that you don't want to be together. Come on. And that's just not for the beginning. That 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 rides all the way that's through. Right. You, you can think of a reason not that's to right. be together, mm -hmm. but you have to override that everything. That's right. And say, you know what? We're going to stick this thing out. Yes. We, we're trusting God that we're going to make. I don't care. Yeah, we've seen somebody else divorce at 25, 30. Mm -hmm. Whatever the case is, I don't have time to go out and try anybody else's crazy right now. She knows mine. I know hers. Yes. I'm going down like that. So this, this, this marriage thing to us is real. And I am not anxious for anything. I am yeah. praying. I still don't take my marriage for granted. I pray and ask God for things. Mm -hmm. If there's something that, that I, I, I'm wanting to say and I can't seem to get it out, I ask God about it. And somehow she starts talking about it. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I just, you know, this works for us. Yeah. There you go. And I'm going to say this. I know we're at the end. We're only, we're on these scriptures, but I don't know how we missed this and where it was supposed to fall. But lovemaking and dating Come on. needs to be very evident now, just as it was back then. Yes. And, and that's, you know, people will say, start out how you can hold out. I'm praying I'm getting better. All right. As time is going on. I don't want to be doing what I was doing in my ignorance 20 years ago. Now I know some stuff and now we are a little older, but now I know some stuff. Let's exercise and do some of those things we now know. It's, it's all right to be cute for your mate yeah. and do things that excite them. Outside of Valentine's Day. Right. Oh, good. No, yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up, Dr. Tanya. We need to hear that. Uh, we need to be reminded and we want to, you know, make sure that we're covering all bases. <laughs> yes, because yes. that's an important part. And that part of knowing each other, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I have been around women because remember, I've been in the church yes. and that will frown. Oh, I got to I got to we got to um, make love. We got to do sex. And we have had individuals to tell us, you know, maybe you just come up with a day that you are intimate. And, you know, we played with all these ideas. Now it's just, hey, because it's just us, whenever we feel like it, you know? Um, and that's a plus to me because that's still a way that we're showing appreciation and just loving and being intimate. It, it's a great part of marriage. And I'm, I'm just leave that right there because- just want folks to know that is part of the marriage. Yeah. And for the fellas that are listening, I was taught this a long time ago. Can't be Tarzan when you're ready. You know, just beating your chest, sex, sex, sex. Let's go. Now, that starts from the time you get up in the morning. Mm -hmm. it, it, she, she don't need that coming home and, and you make her feel like some kind of cheap trash. Mm -hmm. This is your wife. That's good. Love her. Cherish her. Tell us she's beautiful. Something you've seen made you go to the altar. Mm -hmm. Remind her of those things. And, you know, a simple hug. Everything doesn't have to be sexual related. But if it leads to that thing, you, you did some <laughs> wonderful something. And, you know, like, 
Family Feud. That's there it. you go. That Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Darrell, Dr. Tanya, you both are such a blessing. I don't know if you understand how much of a blessing this conversation is to our listeners. Those listening are going to be encouraged. They're going to have tools and tips and practical ways to turn things around in their marriages, in their relationships, and even in their relationship with God. Some things that they perhaps haven't been doing, they have been overlooking in their lives. After listening to the both of you, people are gonna be able to turn those things around. So thank you for your transparency. Thank you for sharing your lives with us. And it's been such a blessing for you both to be guests today on the Circle 31 podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us and God bless. God bless you. That concludes today's episode of the Love Series. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired. Visit our website at circle31internationalwomensministry.org to sign up to receive podcast updates. And as a thank you for signing up, you will receive the 28-day Love Series Devotional Guide. Check out our YouTube channel for the Love Series playlist. It's a collection of our guests' favorite songs. You can find us on YouTube at Circle 31 Women's M-I-N. That's Circle 31 W-O-M-E-N-S-M-I-N. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Thank you for joining us today.